We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 108 of Married Millennials. Hope all you guys had an amazing weekend. I am coming off tongue surgery. So it was I, a procedure. It procedure. sounds better when you say surgery, so I'm going to go with it. I'm, going, I'm coming so off dramatic. of tongue surgery. I had a tongue tie at yeah. 29 years old. Which they normally fix when you're an infant. Yeah, it was it was just one of those things where I was getting my teeth cleaned and my is it the periodontist? Is that their title? The, the I just called them a hygienist. The hygienist, the dental hygienist <laughs> had was looking was was telling me to move my tongue over so she could get what she needed to to clean my teeth and she was just like, "Oh, tight tongue." And as she grabs my tongue and starts moving it, and she goes, "You have a tongue tie." And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And so she calls the specialist over, and the specialist looks at it. And he goes, yeah, you, you do have a, a, a tie. He says, a, a pretty simple procedure. I was like, okay, cool. So that was about a month ago, almost two months ago. And then I finally ended up scheduling the appointment and got it done. It was about a 10-minute procedure. And it was pretty quick. They numb your tongue, and then you roll out. And so I felt completely fine. I was good. And then the, the numbing wore off. And my whole tongue was just in pain. You know the type of pain where your whole head and your shoulders and your body hurts? <laughs> there's something about your mouth. It's dental pain, yes. Yeah, some, it's just something about your yes. mouth that just collapses your whole body. Yeah. And this tongue tie just literally wrapped my body. But fortunately, we had some strong ibuprofen at the house. So I was able to, to reduce that pain. But it's still slowly healing um, I can tell that my tongue is still slightly restricted. I don't know if it's from the stitches that they put in, or I don't know. My tongue may be swollen. But I'm looking forward to seeing how my words change or my articulation, if anything about my speech pattern changes once my tongue is completely healed. You know, what's interesting about this whole tongue tie situation is Justin went into his procedure like you know, he was getting his teeth cleaned. I was like, oh, you know, what's the healing like? And he said, oh, about one week. And I'm like, well, how long is it, the procedure going to take? He had no idea. He had no idea what actual recovery entailed, if he was going to need anything. I mean, nothing. He went 0% prepared. And is there anyone else out there who has a significant other that just isn't good with doctor things? Like, they go... But they don't have any information. Like, even today, you have a regular doctor's appointment. And I'm going to make him FaceTime me because I'll ask him for information after. And he'll go, um, I, I didn't ask that. Or, I don't know, I can't remember. Here's a paper. And the paper won't have the information. So, why do you do that? I don't know. You're just, like, not invested. No, I'm really not. I, but you whole, should be, like, because you can see that this recovery has been a little rough on you. It hasn't been rough. The first, Justin, it's been a little rough on you. I, I can't talk. I mean, my mouth is You my, can't really talk. You're tired. You're irritable. Okay. So maybe it's been rough on me, yeah, all right? I'm, <laughs> I'm here projecting your feelings all on me telling me how my recovery has been when you are not even experienced any part of the recovery. I, I, I'm secondhand. Just like when I had my wisdom teeth removal... This was, you can't even compare that. Okay, this was night but weren't different. you experiencing that with me? 
It is night and day different in that I was in a lot of pain. Yeah, you were on the struggle bus. Uh, If you guys haven't listened to that episode for all our new listeners, (laughs) please go find it. I can't think of the title of that episode right now, but it was an embarrassment. Joy's healing process from getting her her tonsils removed or her wisdom teeth. One of those, I think. Both, both of those, those were bad. Yeah, were awful. I don't know if healing. we had this show and we did the tonsillectomy. I know we've talked about it, but that recovery was. I I mean I I've already discovered that I heal a bit slowly. At least if it's a, a, bit? a, a if it's an oral surgery, it's like whatever they give me. It's like two times that. So, and I know that about myself now. And so I think that's why when it comes to procedures and surgery, especially oral stuff, I want to know the details. Yeah, no, I understand that. It, it makes sense. And I just, my whole thing, and this is a, a bad assumption, is I just would assume that they will give you all the information when you get there. No. And they don't. So that's, that's poor practice or on, Most- poor practicing on their part. No, okay, yes. But like every person who is a patient knows that you have to hound uh, medical professionals to tell you anything. Can, can we talk about that for a second? Why do we as patients have to hound medical Listen, professionals? Listen, it's your body. Ask about it. No, no, no. But still, you're in the business of, of saving people's lives, depending on the type of medicine that you Over a tongue perform. tie. No, I'm not, I'm not saying In general. Tie. Okay, yeah. say If you go in the field of medicine, you are responsible for essential <laughs> organs and functions of the human body. And malpractice can result in tragedy. So why as a patient, why do I need to come in there ready to grill you? Aren't you the expert? Aren't you the professional? Shouldn't you be telling me what's happening without me coming in with with a lawyer to read all your rights? You don't need to do all that. That are necessary? As a person, it's just wise to cover your bases in any situation. What, you going to die and go to heaven and be like, well, my doctor should have told me. Like, you should have asked. Ask. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, my wife. Yes. If you haven't met her yet, she's extreme and ridiculous. And wonderful and amazing. And amazing and, and awesome. All of those great things. But Beautiful, I'm just saying, nice one. I, I don't do a good job of asking questions. So today when I have to go to my actual doctor, I'll have to face. That's, isn't that a damn shame? I had to FaceTime my wife so she could talk to the doctor. This is what, what it's Hopefully you'll to. remember because I can't confidently say that once I'm being in a doctor's office, I'm like, oh, I need to FaceTime my wife so she can ask I will questions. set a calendar invite so you'll you'll get it. Okay. You'll get a notification. Thank you. You're very welcome. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream it work. It sure y'all. does. Speaking of teamwork, we saw Avengers Infinity War this weekend. And I can't really say much about it if you haven't seen it. I'm not going to spoil that. I had I had a hint of spoiler. I didn't know what was going to happen to who or anything like that. But just a little hint and it, it made it better for me. I was more equipped to handle the situation. I think had it been like a complete shock, I would have been like on the ground. Because I'm overly invested in fictional universes. Uh, but but because I had spoilers, I was okay. And now I have hope. So for all of you who've seen it and you're feeling a little hopeless, have hope. Because I do too. <laughs> it was one of those when the credits started rolling, I just looked at Joy and said, what? Yeah. Like, usually I don't get caught off guard. When you watch films, you know here come the credits. Yeah. Like this one, I, the credits rolled and I was completely st- Dumbfounded. It's a two and a half hour movie. It didn't feel like it. Not at all. And it feels like it ended in the middle of the movie. Correct. And that's why, it, and it does in a way because there's going to be a part two. They're not calling it part two, but there's going to be another film. And I don't know why I was under the impression that this was going to be like the last Avengers film in whole. Because like Robert Downey Jr. has Jr. has said before that he's like 
going to be finished with Marvel, like he's wrapping up because he's it's been ten years and he's like the godfather of that universe. So yeah, I thought I I kind of went into it. Well, no, I didn't go into the actual movie, but I was preparing for this movie to be the last. And like I said, I'm glad for the hint of spoiler that I had. Otherwise, I would not have been okay. Would not. So go see it if you haven't already. T'Challa's in there. That, that like Wakanda is reason enough to just go visit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you guys see the the picture that's been going around the internet? Talking about how how tired Chad with Bozeman oh my God. is of being is being T'Challa. <laughs> He's oh, on the very beginning. He's like gritted doing the Wakanda happy, salute. Doing the, the Wakanda pose. And then there's a picture that just came out. I think it was at an Avengers screening. <laughs> an Avengers screening. And he just has that tired look he on. Looks through, like he's doing it, but he's like. And it was just one of those like, man, my man has had to has had to do the Wakanda pose for nine consecutive months. I was going to say, you have to think about, because I mean, Black Panther just came out in February. And they did a whole press tour for that. I can only imagine. So my brother's yeah. just like, look, I don't, I don't have much in me, but that's tough. I feel bad. Every public appearance, you got to be just as hype. I'm sure as soon as he gets in his car, he comes back home. He's just like, yo. He's like, I'm not going to smile for three days. His agent is like, please, no, I want no bookings. I don't want to talk about this film. If I get booked for an interview, we're not even. To, don't bring it up. I don't want to talk about Wakanda. Nothing. Yeah, he needs like he needs a month off, like in some kind of tropical <laughs> place. It was pretty funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> but good problems to have. Staying on the topic of black heroes, Bill Cosby was recently convicted on three accounts of sexual assault. And if convicted, can spend up to 30 years in jail, 10 years for each crime. And it, it opened up a, a dialogue about black heroes in our community and it kind of started, this conversation started a little bit with, with Kanye West last mm-hmm. week. And then with the, Bill's Co- the Bill Cosby conviction, it's kind of just doubled itself over, over the past week or so. And what Joy and I were talking about is, really, you know, Joy was the one who brought it up. Yes, I was saying that we don't really get to choose our heroes as black people. We just are left to support those who make it. Right, we rally behind those who make it far enough because we can recognize that that's a feat, and we recognize the need for support in order to, for you to get further. We will sacrifice the whole for for the one to get to glory, if you will, and then represent us all. Hopefully, they'll reach back, bring us up one by one, and then we'll all make it. That's the hope. And with Bill Cosby, it's difficult because he's a staple of a lot of. Uh, people's childhoods like they watched the Huxtables he was they were the first family that was just a normal black family on tv they weren't dealing with you know racial issues in that way it wasn't some kind of poverty stricken or thugged out show it was just black people doing well and for our black hero our black male hero by the way which is a big deal right because J. Cole, he says, uh, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil, for real, right? Because that you're the f- first father figure I ever knew. And Dr. Huxwell was, a, uh, was that for a lot of people as well. It's just sad. It's just sad. The, speaking of being caught up in fictional universes, that, that, that was a family that people loved and felt that they were a part of. And now that has been shattered because we gave 
privilege and herodom to someone who straight up did not deserve it. Most people don't, by the way. Uh, but it just turns out that our hero in a cape is a serial rapist. What? Yeah, it, it's tough. And, and where I, I always struggle with is the amount of clout that we give to celebrities. And as I was explaining to Joy, is I, it, it's hard for me to look at a celebrity and say they are my hero. Mm-hmm. But you know, what Joy countered with the saying is that you know, these people are accomplishing amazing feats and are providing voices for individuals who may not have voices. Mm-hmm. So they see themselves in a, a higher place where they may not thought they could, could achieve themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I understand that. But, but again, like when I look at heroes, like who I consider heroes, to me are like true change agents of the world. I'm not saying that Bill Cosby and other celebrities aren't change agents of the world. Like to heroes, to me, like the the Dr. Kings, the Tony Morrisons, the the Maya Angelou's, the Malcolm X, these are individuals who made a transformational change in society. And I'm not saying that celebrities can't have that same impact. But I, I don't know. I just don't get broken in the same way. It's just because I don't place celebrities on on that high of a plane. And I think it, it, it forces us to look and realize is that all these individuals are human. Everyone <laughs> like, is human. Like everybody is so human, but because they have a camera in their face or they have ex- access to millions of people, we somehow believe their opinions or their their success is more important than somebody else. And, you know, the, re- the, the truth is, is that they're not. No, they're, they're flawed, all incredibly flawed. Yeah. Flawed, just like you and I. They yeah. just, instead of In going to In some cases, work, worse. Exactly. Instead of going to work at the 9 to 5, you know, they're doing the 9 to 5 at, a, at a, a place where TV cameras follow them and their opinions matter. Uh, so it's, it's, a challenging, it's a challenging juxtaposition for me uh, because I, I don't... You, you don't hand, relate to it. On one hand, I understand, but on the other hand, I don't because I I didn't look at Bill Cosby as a hero. I didn't. I personally didn't either. I was more of a Fresh Prince type of girl. But I think that we just we came in a little later as well. We weren't like the, the Cosbys. We were at the tail end of the Cosbys, so we we were we were Fresh Prince people. Uh, but but think about how disappointed you would be if you found out some stuff about Will Smith. Like how disappointed would you be? It, it would be disappointing. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. But it's I, not. It's, it's not like my hero. Like that's what no, I'm it's not to say. your hero, but it is. It's a disappointing situation. Yes, we can be. And, dis- and I feel for these women. And I, so I was online, and I noticed that he was first accused in 1965. What? Yes, 19. So this has been going on for a half a century. Yes. That's like sick. literally almost our parents' age. Our parents were children. Uh, so I, I'm just, I'm baffled at how this was even a thing. And it says a lot about society. And it, it says something better about society than it does something bad. It says, okay, listen, it was bad before. It's getting better now, though. There, there is justice that's going to be served. Not for everybody, but but for a lot of people. And that's, I mean, that's progress. We, got, we have to be happy for the progress. And I want to say this because you touched on it earlier. When you are, so if you take a Kanye West, somebody who's from the south side of Chicago, 
when your only dream, like when your ultimate is to escape this outside of Chicago, like your ultimate dream isn't even to see the world become a better place because your world isn't huge. You don't know much more than your own backyard. So when you see somebody that has left the South Side of Chicago, they made it, they have money, they have fame, they they have a voice because you don't even have that where you are. And then to see them turn around and bash your experience, which you know they have experience too, hurts a certain way because it invalidates what you're feeling and you already don't have much of a voice. So that's why that's why it matters. I got you. That's why it matters. So it's just for me. You know, I, I, we were we born in, in this. Uh, exactly. We grew up in the suburbs. So this is my privilege talking. It's it's a hundred percent your privilege talking. I got you. And, yeah, and I'll and I'll recognize that um, because it's yeah. again I'm not I'm just not moved in in the same yeah. way that a lot of people are. Yeah, and if that's my privilege talking, then I will bow out and I will not talk badly upon those. You're not who are ta- and I'm not talking badly upon. Yeah. it's just something I'm not experiencing. It's it's a good con- uh, dialogue. I think a lot of people are probably having this conversation. I personally don't feel threatened by what Kanye West is saying because I can look at him and be like, yo, that's not right. <laughs> but there's other people, like I said, who don't have a voice and they they don't have the luxury of saying, that isn't right. Okay, I'm going to continue on because he's making things worse for them. However, this week in Black Excellence... <laughs> We have Janelle Monae killing the game with Dirty Computer. I watched her emotion picture, which, by the way, I didn't understand why it was called that until I said it out loud this morning. I was like, oh, <laughs> emotion picture. It's 48 minutes. It's on YouTube, on her Vivo. Go go watch it. Uh, and it's basically just like an ode to who she has the courage to be. That's, I mean, that's all it is. Justin hasn't seen Dirty Computer yet, so he won't spoil it. But you have seen Django Jane. You've seen The Way You Make Me Feel. You've seen Pink. So those are all featured in there. Then the whole visual album is basically that. So it's like a Lemonade-esque visual album? Okay, it's it's Lemonade if Janelle Monae did it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, it's not, an, I'm not comparing Lemonade it's to... It's an emotion picture, yeah. Okay. But it's more of... Beehive was ready to attack. Right. So it's more of... Uh, okay. Okay. You know how the old school Michael Jackson videos used to have a little bit of a story? Yes. And then it would be, it was like that. Okay. No, I'm looking forward... I guess there's no new school Michael Jackson. No, there videos. isn't. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, to watching the video. One. I mean, she's... You releasing dope music. Her visuals for those three songs that you just mm-hmm. mentioned were were dope, and you know the fact that she came out as a as a pansexual and she said I'm free, yeah, and I'm gonna live my life. I had a Google hiding. pansexual. I did too because I, I, I was like, is it, it the same? It's it's different than bisexual. Yes, because it, it doesn't it doesn't matter your sexual orienta- orientation or gender identity. Okay, like so it's straight up like I just, I just love like you. you. Like I like you. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. So it encompasses. So she could be with a gay man. I guess I I don't have all. I'm not going to sit here and and be saying I'm an expert on it. From the quick search that I did, it, it said it doesn't matter your sexual identity or your gender identity. So I think it's more of an all encompassing. You love everybody, thing. correct? Everybody. But now she's back and How she's fun. Free is that she's living her life? Yeah. So I celebrate people who are living their lives. It it kills me that in in 2018, like people still have 
this limited view of who people are and how they should act and who they should love. Like, yeah. I, I get it if you grew up in a different time era and you don't understand it and you don't like it, quote unquote. But it's like, I, I don't understand how you're still stuck in that mindset. I, honestly, I, I really don't. At the end of the day, whoever someone else chooses to love is on them. My whole stance has been as long as you are not causing any violence or walking around the world making it a worse place, which love literally cannot make it a worse place. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't get those who are closed minded. Like, I don't understand. People are just doing what they do. Like people love who they love. Like relax, chill. I think if you can find love while in, got, in whatever got- way you can find it, take it because Love is, it's hard to come by. True love is hard to come by. So if you're closed off to a whole option, then like, what is that? What is that? I I think that, I mean, I'm a straight woman and Justin's a straight man. But I and and that was not I guess hard because we met each other at eighteen. But imagine how difficult that could be if I had the freedom and the urge to just love. Two times that, like, I would just be love in love left and right. What it comes down to, the simple fact is, is love conquers all. And while other people mm-hmm. are trying to find love or loving whoever they love, the other people are coming and spewing hate and anger and rage. And if that's, if you're one of those people who are anti everything that's not your sexual orientation, I just ask to you, ask of you to to kind of take a step back and reevaluate why you have the feelings that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care if it's a, a parental belief, a religious belief. At the end of the day, those are your beliefs. And if you project your beliefs with hate or malice or ill intent, you are not contributing anything of that constructive idea. to yeah. the situation. So I would yeah. argue that you are what you think and saying something is causing problems, you're creating more problems. So relax. Chill, let people be I, free and do what they do. I feel like people are overly concerned with, uh, with repro- other people. reproduction. No, well, it's just like, how are people. you going to make babies? First of all, not everybody wants children. That's one thing. Uh, adoption. We have so many kids in orphanages. Uh, a lot of pe- people in the LGBTQIA community like to adopt that's huge. That's actually helping a major issue that we have. We also have an overpopulation issue. <laughs> if you watch Avengers, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. But but no, for real, real talk, we actually do have just more people alive right now than we've ever had. Um, if you live in Los Angeles, you've seen proof of that. Just over the, the past couple of years, the traffic is crazy. There are a lot of people on Earth, so stop being concerned about people reproducing. Like that's not that's not a thing. Chill it, out. It, it's not even stop being. And it's not in your business. Like, stop <laughs> being concerned about elements that are not affecting you or anyone on a global level. Like yeah. on, on the on the for real for real. Like that's what it comes. And down it's not to. causing anyone any harm. Any harm. Like chill yeah. out and relax. Just love. I don't know. I'm I'm just pro love. I'm pro love in, in whatever it looks like. I like it. And if you are one of those folks who are still looking for love, we got you. Joy and I are hosting the mingle on Sunday, May 20th. If you are a single in LA, this is a can't miss event. We have invited four special panelists to join us, two men, two women, and we're just going to sit here and have an open and honest conversation about dating in Los Angeles. 
The reason why we decided to host this event is because Joy and I have had extensive conversations with single people. And we've come to the realization that all single, I shouldn't say all, most single people that we talk to are looking to find a relationship. Mm-hmm. However, they have no clue what to do to make that, that, that relationship happen because of either challenges within themselves that they're not looking to face or issues that they are encountering with other people mm-hmm. who they're looking to date. So he said, let's create an event where we can get a bunch of single people in a room and have an open conversation and mm-hmm. work towards a solution. Because I'm tired of hearing people say all the same things, yet we all want the same things. So you're saying all these negative things about dating, yet you all want to date. Okay, this is a problem here. Yeah. So let's just come together and let's talk about it. So that's exactly what we're doing. The Mingle mm-hmm. is going down. Hollywood, California, Sunday, May 20th. Tickets are on sale. I'm going to link it here in our show notes. It's also on our Instagram page. It's on our Facebook page. You can find it on Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. It is everywhere. There's no excuse that you cannot find this event. It's also on our website, lovejays.com. Click events. So the tickets are everywhere. It's only yep. $5. Uh, $5 admission to get into the event, but I promise you if you are single in L.A., you do not want to miss this event. I feel like we're talking about a lot of controversial things this morning, but we have yet another topic that we'd like to bring up. We were actually asked what our thoughts are about porn in marriage. That's right. I said it. Porn. And not just marriage, relationships. Yeah. I, I, I really think that it's important to... Here's the thing. When you're dealing with relationships, and that's why Justin and I are so passionate about what we do, there are certain things that people just do not want to talk about. Porn is one of those things, right? It's like kind of like a shunned topic. We're not going to talk about it because it's nasty. Because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't pretend like nobody does it. Yeah. No, people are out but there it's watching a billion porn. Dollar yeah. And and in in the valley, actually, in Los Angeles, is where they shoot a lot of it. Now, I think the porn industry obviously is not uh, holier than thou, or even safe industry for everybody. I I want to start this conversation by acknowledging that obviously, sex trafficking is a thing. There are um, some CD productions going on. There there are unwilling participants. So we're not talking about the porn industry as a whole. We are talking about it comes the consumption of it. The consumption of porn. Because I do want to say that I recognize that there are issues and they need to be remedied. All right, baby, you want to top us off? Like, where, where are you at? How do we even dive into this I conversation? I don't even know how you dive in because it's just so awkward and painful that we have to even talk I'm not about really it. feeling all that awkward about well, it. Because I know there's probably people listening like, whoa, they're really about to go here. So porn in, in my life, it has been around since I was of a teenage years. <laughs> I feel like as a man, it's something that you have looked at for a very long time. And my relationship with porn has changed over the years. Joy and I have been together for... This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Joy and I have, have been together for 10 years now. And I can say that I have consumed porn within our relationship and within our marriage being fully transparent and the the thing with where the thing about porn that has kind of kept me in balance and i said this is so awkward to talk about usually i'm pretty good about talking about topics but this was awkward i used it as a source to help me relieve myself (laughs) to to say the least i was not an individual who just 
pulled up porn and just watched it to watch it. You know, I know there are people who have an addiction to it, and they just need to watch it because it does something for them. I was never that person. I'm not just going to consume, like, okay, yeah, this is cool, and it takes me to this sexual fantasy, and I wish I could be in it and all that. I, I never had that obsession for it. For me, it was like, okay, I'm feeling a little hot and bothered, and I need help in relieving a situation. So I would use porn as my visual aid to help me again relieve right. myself. But once I was done, it was an immediate closure, and I'd go on about my day. Right. Um, but to Joy's point, is, you know, talking about the porn industry, is I did feel some type of way watching it. Like, so when you pull it up, like you have a conscious thought. And I'd be interested to hear what other fellows have to say. It's just like the whole process of pulling it up. Your conscience is, is moving. You're just like, I, I just feel dirty. Something about it just feels like you need to go take a shower. Um, right. But you, you continue to go through. And I, I know Joy had asked, well, like, can't you use your mind? And I was like, it's just not the same. Yeah, like, <laughs> like could you a, just? It's like I'm a visual creature. It, right. It's just not the same thing at all. So it, it, it would help. But every time I would pull it up, again, I just felt a, a dirtiness that, that would come off. Or, or come over me, but again, that's why immediately once I was finished, I would close it out and, and put it away. I can say, though, as recently, and, and I have this every time, so I, I wonder if this is just me battling my own conscience, is I have gone away from it in the, in the recent months just because, again, I have... I get to a point where I think my conscience kicks in and just says, like, like you shouldn't be watching Justin, this. you probably shouldn't be consuming this because of what's going on with an industry. Yeah. If there are some It's people- like a morality issue, but it's not a right. relationship issue. You don't feel like No, I don't I don't feel a, a relationship issue. I feel more of a it's a moral issue. There are some people who choose to be adult entertainers and they do that completely by choice. And if yeah. that's their choice, that's their choice. Right. It would be nice if there was like <laughs> this there was like yes. disclaimer. Yes. But people lie. So, it, that, unfortunately, our society is corrupt where sex is involved. And, you know, we were celibate for three and a half years. So, you know, we're not sex-crazed people. But I am pro... I'm pro-release. <laughs> I just am. Like, I, and I don't think... That you should have to, like, if you want to relieve yourself, it is your body, you should have the right to do so. Um, I, for for me, I don't necessarily need stimulation all the time. I have. I, I just don't need to. Like, I'm more of like, oh, let me do this real quick. Like, <laughs> it's like business. I don't even know. I got you. <laughs> like, well, I just, feel, it's just taking care me. of business. Yeah, but I don't need to go through the ritual because, like, Full disco, like sitting there, like finding a video, and like you said, like you feel dirty. You do, so you, you do feel some type of way. yes, and like and and immediately after you release, you do you need to like you turn it off immediately because it's like oh no, I like, damn, I shouldn't. Have what been am right. I doing? You start to think about your life, and like if anyone could see you right 100%. now, so like so that's how so I'm I, glad I'm not alone. No, in these feelings. everyone feels this way. Everyone feels this way. More people are watching it than you know, and that's why I don't really mind talking about it. Now, it's not something I need all the time, or even really ever. Like I'm really good with just like, all right, I'm just gonna Handle get her done. Yeah, yeah, like just. I have other things to do. It's on my to-do list. So now here's the thing. When it comes to relationships and dealing with porn, this is when it's an issue. It's an issue when someone's addicted to porn, when someone, uh, you know, they're watching it every day. They can't help but watch it. Uh, they're, you're, you're not, your sex life 
between the two of you is struggling because they're doing it themselves all the time or they can't have sex with you without watching porn. Like, again, whenever it is to addiction level, that's when porn's an issue. Or when uh, somebody's sneaking off and watching porn and you're in the house and it's just like, you know, or... Or if you have kids and they're doing it like in a space that's like a mutual space. Like, you know, there's many factors here. So I want to say that it's not an issue until it's an issue. And I think that only it's, it has to be a per marriage or relationship basis that you decipher that. You have to talk about it. Yeah, you definitely have to. You have just a, have to talk about it. You definitely it. have to have a conversation yeah. about it. And Joy and I have had this conversation. We're very open on. about it. Yeah. And, it, and it's not an issue. For us, but my my biggest thing where I think it becomes an issue is when the sexual fantasy of porn now gets in the way of your reality, of your sexual happenings. And within a marriage, it obviously is a little different than a relationship, but that's where I have seen with with couples who've battled with porn issues, and as Joy said, it has become an addictive part of of their personality and they feel like they can't function or they're sneaking away and hiding or, you know, going to, to, to little, you know, sex shops and from there, you know, really engaging in it. And I remember Joy and I were at a, at a sex shop. When was that? Probably about a year ago. It wasn't even, or was it that long I think it was ago? about a year wow. ago. And then there was these few gentlemen that came in and then, you know, they pay the guy money and then they walk into this little like. I love that you gave no context. No, yeah, no, so, no, you're like we were at a. First of all, the sign said adult bookstore. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I was like, ooh, adult bookstore. So we okay. So we go, we go into we go into the adult bookstore and it's a sex shop. And yeah, I, I always it's something funny about if you've never been to a sex shop, you should go. Yeah, because a lot of times I just laugh. It's very humorous to me. But and then when you talk to the the person who they're works so knowledgeable. at the sex shop, they will give you all the information. Well, this is this. Yes. And yeah, I've tried this, and you don't mean to laugh because I mean people are into what they're into, but it, it's funny. Anyways, I don't think you need to be a prude about sex stuff. I really don't. Like, no. it, like get your jollies, everyone. Oh, Go okay. to a sex I, shop. I get you. I'm just saying. For me, it's funny yeah. to engage in the conversation and, and see all the items that they have available to enhance your sex life. But while we were in this store, a few gentlemen had came in. They they paid the guy money, and then they you know go into this little like back booth area, and I, I was like, "What right. is this?" Okay, and I, yes. I, I didn't I didn't know that. Now, this is my ignorance at, at at full peak. Oh, I don't even think this is ignorance. Like, who knew about these places? So yeah, these nobody. Guys, knows. These guys pay money, and then they get to go in, and then basically it's like a a, a, a jack off booth. Yeah, like you masturbate to yeah. porn. And I was like, people do this? Right. Okay. And so he said I, a lot of people with families and stuff, they come in so that they can go there. And part of me feels like, okay, that's respectful a little bit. But also, the other part of me feels like you're paying for space to masturbate. That's yeah, weird. It was, it was a little <laughs> strange for me. So I'm like, okay. So you know, when he explained that instead of doing it in the home, they come here, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But then I was also like... But like, how often do you come here? Like, are yeah. you doing this every day? Is it weekly? Also, I just feel like it's something strange. Like, if I'm paying somebody to come masturbate, I feel like at that point it's a problem. Yeah, is that a budget item? <laughs> like, how are you doing this? <laughs> but and also, I want to note that women weren't allowed back there, and the feminist in me was like, "That's not right." But then the other part of me was like, "You know, that makes sense because the men are out there with like their dicks out, basically." <laughs> just whacking off to <laughs> to porn in a little booth 
are they like by each other? I part of me wishes that you would have gone back there just so you could report, nah. not to do it, but just like I want to know what the setup is. I don't even want to know. I just what like is that's the a place setup? I don't even want to sit my black ass in. I don't Ugh, clean. No. Oh nope. There's fluid some, everywhere. So some things I don't need to experience firsthand. Someone who's, no. who's participated in one of these events, you can feel free to send us an email. If yeah. you don't want to send us an email or know who you are, yeah. send a send something. Some anonymous. Exactly. If you do the contact form through our site, you can do it anonymously. Yes. Figure something out. I because just I'm interested. I just feel this way, like about sexuality and sex and all that in general. It's not a black and white thing. Uh, everyone has their own preferences. We shouldn't shame people for their preferences as long as they aren't causing anyone any harm. Uh, porn in moderation, should I say? Porn in moderation. I I don't really know because I don't know how often I don't know how often your you use it. Maybe if I knew how often, I'd be like, "Yo, son, yeah, okay." So that's like, ugh. if you're using it every once in a while as a visual aid to you. And that's all really, I've used it as, as a visual aid. Yeah. I can honestly say that. That just doesn't bother me. And I don't think that it should. I don't feel like you're cheating on me. I'm like, oh, how dare you look at this other woman's goods and release to her. Like, I just, I, it's not doing anything for me. But I do know that there's women out there who, like, you know, maybe you've just had a child and you've, you're not feeling like your spouse is feeling, uh, finding you attractive and you're thinking, well, he's looking at these other women. I don't know. That's just an example. I, I can see how it can eventually be an issue. But again, if you're not using it frequently, I'm not bothered. Now, if, if it was like every day, I'd be like, okay. Well, then that comes to the point of an addiction, addiction. level. Yeah. We talked about that. It, it, this is definitely one of those topics where there's not a universal answer no. that says this is the yeah. – your, your standard porn practice should happen like this within your relationship yeah. or marriage. You need to set those boundaries within your relationship. And Joy and I have set those boundaries. I remember we talked about, we wrote a blog post. It was like either 2012 or 2013 about it. It's still on our website. I think it was called Rated X or Triple X. You can search our website. And that was written what, yeah, I don't even six remember years that. ago. I don't even remember our answer. But I, I was like, was my like, don't watch the porn. Yeah, but I think at that time we were celibate. So because we were celibate, yeah. we had removed like, all things yeah. sexual temptation from our lives. So I yeah. think because of that, it might have geared that answer or, or biased that answer. I wonder but, how many times we've said porn in this episode. <laughs> but but for like. me, like for us, it is not an issue. It, it, it has not caused any, any tension within our relationship. I don't own any magazines. I don't own any... Who would do that? Any visual aids myself. There are people who own I have, magazines I or just, have DVDs. There are definitely people who So you who could have watch them. the same one over and over again if and be okay? Good, it's good. Really? Yeah. It would still okay. So I but it depends again. How are you? Don't feel that, that way. Yeah. So I, I don't own. I don't own anything. Like once I've seen it, I know it. there's no more surprises. <laughs> it's like I, I've used it as a relief aid, and that's been the extent of it. But again, I'm I'm very interested to hear from couples, whether you're married or if you're just in a in a relationship. What role has porn played within your yeah. relationship? And more importantly, have you even had the conversation? Have you talked about it? Have you looked at your partner and said? Do you look at porn? Yeah. Because I feel like most people, if we're being honest, masturbate. If, if we're just throwing it out there. I think most people should be masturbating. They should. And Honestly, if you're not if you're not having sex with yourself, <laughs> then what are you doing? Oh, my like, God. What are you doing? All you need is you and you, and you can have a good time. Sex is wonderful. I know, again, we were celibate for three and a half years. 
So I, I understand what it's like to turn that off, but like it's okay to turn it on too. So again, if if, yeah. if you're masturbating, but you've never talked about how why you, does masturbation what sound so are you using? Say because like, we don't talk about it. You don't talk off. about masturbation, you don't talk about porn. Yeah, you don't talk about these things, so when you hear it... I talk about masturbation. I try to get all, all my friends to a sex shop so that they can get all the proper toys, so that they can have a good time. Like, Baby, I you're do, unicorn, though. I, yeah, I, I like do. I feel like the more we talk, the more episodes we do and the conversations we have, that we, I think we may just be a little unicorny. I'm not... <laughs> unicorny. Unicorny. <laughs> I, I accept it. We're just We're a little it's it's just one of the Joy and I have learned that there's just not many things that are going to bother us unless it starts to bother us. Yeah, I, I, and I then you talk about it. Yeah, but I I we're very much in support of having an individual experience. Even though yes, you are married, and yes, you have to respect one another. But like, who is Justin? Be like, hey, you can't have sex with yourself. Like. <laughs> You're not there all the time. <laughs> and to say, don't use this aid to help you complete the task. Right. I just. It's tough. It's, it's yeah. A, it's a tough conversation. Yes. And I know it's probably been painful for you guys to listen. Yeah, you guys are probably cringing. It's like they really, yeah. really went here. With Shout out to our parents if they listen to this episode. Oh, my parents are definitely going to listen to this episode. And they're going to be like, well, this is very awkward. Yeah. Sorry. I was watching porn. They probably watched the goodies too. Were you really? Yes, I was a horny teen. How did you have access to it? The internet. The internet. Okay, so I would have never. I actually wasn't even curious about porn at for me until like later. I I did. I watched a scramble channel when I was little. <laughs> yeah, the, a scramble channel. You that? know how t- channels used to be scrambled, and I saw a boob, and I was like, "What was that?" So I just sat there and watched it. And I was young, so I guess that kind. Of, and I heard like the like the noises, but I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. Uh, but but I can't even tell you when. I mean, it had to be post-college where I was like, what's this all about? Oh, what? Mine yeah, like later in life. But it takes, it took a while for me to come into You're my sexuality. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, because again, I think too, especially for those of us raised in the church, you have a lot of shame associated with your genitals. 100%. So I <laughs> I had to get past all that in uh you know, obviously still down for Jesus. I, I have to say that at the end of this because my my Christian guilt still will allow me to get through this full episode without saying Jesus is my homeboy. But I I, uh, I just, I, I don't know. Do you have sex how you need to have sex? Have as, a conversation about as it. As long as it's not hurting anybody. That you need to have a conversation about it. If it's an issue or you're feeling some type of way with the amount of consumption your partner is yeah. having or the way they're engaging with porn, then you need to sit and have a conversation. But to say off rip that it's null and void and we can't use it, I would like to know why you feel that yeah. way. And let's dive in. Because the things that we have noticed within our relationship and marriage, when someone says, like, well, you can't do this because that's how I feel, it never leads to anything. Go back to your parents when they say you can't do this because I said so. Yeah. How you felt about that. It does not work. We have to communicate it. And this is just one of those awkward subjects and topics that we have to communicate. Because it is part of life. Well, now that we got through that painfully <laughs> awkward topic, I commend all of you guys who have made it yes, this far. Yes, thank you for if rolling you with us. If you have not laughed hysterically or have texted your partner and saying you need to listen to this immediately, yeah. then 
I don't know what you're doing with your life, but make sure you guys go home and have this conversation today, tomorrow, or next week with your friends and your partners. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast. And if you have not left us a review yet, please do so as well. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.